Welcome to Chicana and Latina Moms Podcast. This is our podcast. Un lugar donde hablaremos sobre la salud mental, cultura, como chicanas and Latina moms. La importancia de self-love, self-care, self-compassion. Y el recordatorio que somos chingonas. Y que esta es una revolución y una evolución para crear la mejor versión de nuestro ser. Because we can. Because calladitas, no more. You're listening to Chicana and Latina Moms podcast. The content is not intended to replace or substitute for any professional counseling or therapeutic advice. Les invito on YouTube. You can see this interview at Chicana and Latina Moms podcast channel on YouTube. Hola, Chicana and Latina Moms. ¿Cómo están? Espero que estén muy bien. I am good. And it's just really nice that it's not raining as much anymore. Oh, my God. Yeah. Como que la lluvia, but we need it. Of course, we always need it. And God does things just right, ¿verdad? So we might be complaining and all that, pero pues there's a reason why there's so much rain and so much heat at times. Como que se balancea, but it's like a lot. But either way, good thing and grateful to be alive and to be able to record this episode for you guys um, and to share stories. My purpose of this podcast, you guys, is to share mental health y cultura and for other Chicana and Latina moms to share their journey. I do not look at... If you are successful in the way of like you have to have a million followers, um, I honestly I don't. I think we all have a story. If we have a hundred, two hundred, I don't know, eleven thousand, twelve. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the followers. It's about the story that you are willing to share. So that's. That's my goal here. If if you have, I've interviewed people with a million um, followers, you know, and and they've reached out to me and that's really cool. The doors are always going to be open, you know, and it was so awesome and nice to experience that with each and one of you guys, the ones that have, you know, reached out to um, speak and share your heart. So I want to highlight that out that I do not look at how many followers you have to approve for you to be on the podcast. I do not. And I'm not going to do that ever because um, unless the only thing to you guys is like, I do not approve um, people who want to just sell and not share a story. And if you're not a Chicana and Latina, you know, um, it's different. If, if, They can relate and they grew up with the Mexican mom, dear Latina or a Chicana, whatever you identify as. But 
I don't know, you know, you guys, let me share something with you really quick because <laughs> we have a beautiful Chingona guest speaker today, but I want to share this with you. Um, I was invited to, to be a guest speaker at, um, uh, it was a platform. It was going to be online. Oh, it was online actually. It was live and it was white women and I was the only Chicana. And I was like, oh my God, in que me metí. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? F it, vamos, who cares? So anyways, I shared, you know, and um, I got asked the question as to why I target my podcast as Chicana Latina moms. Like, why? Like, her question was so long that she knew that what she was asking me was like stupid. <laughs> I don't know. I'm perceiving it's stupid. She probably didn't think it was stupid, but she knew, I guess, at some point, like, oh, damn, like, I got into a topic that, why am I asking? Well, because we deserve this space, right? Um, I asked her, and it was live, you guys. I was like, I don't understand your question. Can you repeat that again? As soon as I asked her that, like, she stumbled, and um, she kind of changed the question, and she pretty much, in other words, asked me, why Chicana and Latino moms? Like, what's the difference from all the other moms, you know? And I'm like, really? I said, okay. And this is what I said. If I can remember exactly what I said. Um, I told her, you know, a lot of us Chicanas and Latinas grew up very similar with because of the culture of you know, parents who are Hispanic. Um, you know, obviously, I couldn't just say Mexican, right? But Hispanic, Latinos. Um, and we can all relate. It's just beautiful. The foods, the beliefs, um, you know, and just just the whole culture um, and it's I think it was really hard for her to understand because she was a white woman and the rest of the women there were white so they couldn't really understand but I felt that elephant in the room as soon as I stopped speaking so one thing I'm never going to be in a space where there's white women that will not understand and that's okay I can teach them right but that's if they want to I'm not there for them I'm there for us Chicana and Latina moms so when it comes to my platform on my end I don't care how many followers you have. If you have a story and you want to open your heart, this space and this door of this podcast is open to you. And that is the purpose. So I just wanted to share that with you guys, okay? Um, but we have a Chingona guest speaker. Her name is Claire Rissoli. And um, she's amazing. She's going to share with us her journey. And she's a a single mompreneur, and the topic is having it all, but not all at the same time. Claire Rizzoli is a bilingual, bicultural native Angelina. Her mother is from Sonora, Mexico, and her father of Eastern Europe descent from Brooklyn, New York. Claire grew up in the entertainment business, and she was signed recording artist with MCA Records at 19 years old and has appeared in many national commercials, TV shows, and films in both English and Spanish. 
In her adult years, she was freelance producer in Latino marketing when she discovered an opportunity with a health and wellness network marketing company called Airborne International. For the last 12 years, she climbed up the ranks to the top 1% and, and paralleled her success to pursue yet another dream. Claire is a serial entrepreneur. Although the timing was not ideal, her entrepreneurial spirit led her to bodily open the doors of her own modern Mexican restaurant brand called Pocha LA in Highland Park. It is located in California and she opened it on April 10th, 2020. She loves cooking with her 13-year-old son, Rocco, who also might see at the restaurant working alongside her and answering phones. Hola, welcome Roseli. Thank you so much for being here. It's an honor to have you here because you have a lot of knowledge and experience to be able to share with the Chicana and Latina moms. So thank you so much for being here. Um, thank you for having me. Yeah, you're very welcome. I know it's a, you know, a Saturday morning. So thank you for making that time. And so to start, Let's, you know, share with the listeners, um, quien eres, you know, who you are, and then we'll get into the topic. Wonderful. Um, well, again, thank you so much for having me here. Um, mi nombre es Claire Rosoli, and I am based out of Los Angeles. I am a mom, um, right now a single mom. I have an almost 14-year-old son, and I also have a restaurant uh, in Highland Park, which is Northeast LA called Pocha, Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> love the name. Love it. I love right. It. I used yes. to hate it. Um, that was something that I really hated being called growing up. And we can talk a little bit about that, but I realized that, um, it's something to be really proud of. And it's really like a subculture here, not just in Los Angeles, but all over the United States. There's so many of us that how beautiful is it that we get to really enjoy three cultures, the Mexican culture, the American culture, and the Mexican-American culture. So yes. um, it's just a word that I uh, learned to embrace and had a lot of fun with. And I decided to open a restaurant a few years ago. Um, certainly didn't plan to um, open it uh, in the midst of a pandemic. That wasn't my planning, but that's how it kind of worked out. And yeah. thankfully I'm still here and still growing, moving from surviving yeah. to thriving. <laughs> yes. And, uh, I'm just, uh, I guess, a, a serial entrepreneur. I was the first of, gosh, how many cousins do I have? There's probably over 50 or 60 of us by now. Oh, My mom wow. uh, <laughs> from Mexico and she's number three of um, 11 kids. And so oh. it's had kids who has kids who has kids. So there's, um, there's a lot of us. And uh, my mom came here from Sonora in her late 20s, um, early 30s. Um, and I was the first to ever go to college. So there was a lot of uh, expectations, maybe self-imposed <laughs> expectations, yeah. Yeah. but kind of took a path down the traditional route and realized everyone else was happy but me. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we can yeah, talk a little happened. bit about that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yes. But- so yeah, that's a, a little bit about me. And I'm just that's, learning and growing. 
Yes, definitely. I mean, that's life, right? We it's not like we have all the the answers of life. We learn with experience, with wisdom, knowledge, right? And, so and with just doing it and like jumping in, like a little bit about our conversation before we uh, started recording. I, you know, I'd asked you how long you've been doing this, and um, you said that you didn't know, you know, and you didn't know how, you didn't know anything about yeah. it. Well. I didn't either. I've never managed a restaurant. I've never owned a traditional business. I do have another business that's not a traditional one. Yeah. It's all online. Um, and I had no idea like what I was doing, but the learning is in the doing and the learning mm-hmm. is in the falling down and getting your butt yeah. <laughs> back up. <laughs> I say have a rubber butt, right? You just yeah. swing and like swing <laughs> and get back up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to get up, definitely. So, um, so were you born here or in Mexico? I was born here. I was born oh, okay. in the South Bay, um, which is uh, Torrance, uh, Redondo oh. Beach. Um, oh, yeah. You know, where all the Latinos are. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like the pocha of all pochas when my family would come here. Uh, oh, I just grew okay. up in like a, a predominantly um, white and Asian neighborhood so yeah I really um started figuring out who I was and what I connected with and what felt like me um I would say after high school because there just wasn't really like people like me um mm. there are now <laughs> yeah but uh yeah. I yeah I grew up in in LA South Torrance Okay, because yeah, it does make a difference when you get to click with someone that speaks language and understands the culture. And it's like, whoo, you know, and if they don't, it's kind of feel a little lonely. Yeah, (laughs) you know, I was talking to what I love about having um, the restaurant in Northeast LA, I live in South LA now. Um, So, you know, I, I, I meet all kinds of Latinas that we all have really like a different experience. Like, I don't really identify and I found and I realized that it was okay and I don't really like identify with like the East LA or like Boyle Heights or like that yeah. experience growing up that's like a whole other Latin yeah. experience um so it's yeah I've been finding people that like identify with the just the I guess a little bit more I don't know white <laughs> yeah um, yeah, and I realized no. like I'm not white enough for white people either. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally get you. Like, like yeah. Selena. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But that's really nice how, you know, you, you knew then and now it's your embracing it and you gave it a name. That's so awesome. Like badass because it's like, bocha, we hear, you know, I remember hearing like, oh, you're bocha, but it was kind of more like not it was more of the negative, but okay. now we're embracing it. We're like, hell yeah, I'm a freaking pocha ike, you know? Exactly. That's uh, one of my taglines. I have stickers that say pocha ike. Oh, oh really? <laughs> it's funny yeah. too, because I think generally, generationally, like it means something different. Like when I get like old school, I guess they prefer to be called chicanas, like, you know, just sort of um, mayores. Um, they come in and like, oh my God, like, why would you call it that? Like, that's like you know bad and I'm like no no it's not and I so I realized like generationally like to some generations we could take it you know offensively because maybe like you know whatever was going on at the time yeah um kind of had a different stigma to that word but I realized that like 
my generation and even like the generation younger, um, we love it and we yeah. um, have fun with it. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Everything I do is Chicana therapist, Chicana health coach, Chicana advocate, yeah. you know, different things. So yeah, it's definitely part of our identity for sure. So um, so tell us, you know, we're talking about entrepreneur, you're a single mom, that's, it's tough. I was a single mom for a while as well. So it was tough, you know, like paying that daycare, it's expensive. And then it's like, oh, I want to do something for myself, you know, and going back to school and getting my family support. But it, it is different. At some point, as single moms, we carry a lot, definitely, because, you know, unfortunately, I don't know if in your situation, but sometimes, you know, the fathers don't step in as, as they should, unfortunately. And there's a lot of fatherless children in yeah. our world, right? So as single moms, who is it's si se puede, and I love your story because um, you definitely, like you said, um, no, no supiste, pero you figured it out, and now it's like it's so awesome for you to represent uh, with a business in a restaurant couple, Chale, right? So it's really yeah. awesome. So tell us, ¿dónde quieres empezar? Bueno, quiero empezar con saying like that I'm a single mom. I have to like qualify that with I co-parent. Good. with Good. my son's dad. So I'm always like, when I say single mom, I always have to make sure that like, um, yeah, that I share that because when I say single mom, it's so funny, not ha ha ha, but interesting. Like when I <laughs> yeah. say single mom, he hears absent parent. I remember like saying, That's like common. introducing myself as a single mom. And he like pulled me aside. He's like, I am not an absent parent. And I'm like, I didn't say you were an absent parent. I said I was a single, single mom. So I need to make sure yeah. that I qualify that with we, he's an amazing dad. Um, Good. And we co-parent beautifully. Um, so I'm really grateful for that because, you Good. know, I believe that, you know, our kids, like, they need both of us. Like, you know, they do influence, but especially like as a boy, like he needs his male role model. So, um, you know, he has that and that's, that's awesome. Um, but it is tough because the truth is that most of the time, um, he's with me like during the week. Um, and it's funny that I say that because, um, tiene que estar aquí conmigo porque su, su papá trabaja <laughs> y yo no. <laughs> So it's yeah. like, so his dad, like, um, bless his heart, you know, he, he can only do so much during the week because he works. And it's like, oh, well, I work too. And yeah. <laughs> I do all of that. Yeah. Uh, it's really interesting because one of the things that I've struggled with um, that I've really okay with and come to terms with, um, I'm almost 50. So I've had some- You look like, good. Thank you. Yeah, um, you I, good. I've got some like serious gray hairs going in. I'm not sure what I'm going with this yet. I might just let it go. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I've had some some life experience. And one of the challenges that I've had is, you know, having these big goals and dreams that um I want to go after. You know, I, I remember growing up, my my parents would tell me, you know, you can do anything that you put your mind to. Um, but they didn't. They didn't. So like I I feel like the and not to undermine my parents, they were doing the yeah. best they could with what they had and what they knew and the emotional resources and all of that stuff. But I think the best way to show our kids is to show our kids. Like mm -hmm. you can only lead your kids if you can lead yourself first. So I realized that I needed to lead myself 
first and I had, you know, big goals, dreams, aspirations. I still haven't even scratched the surface yet. I feel like I'm, I'm still warming up. It's like calentando las piernas, you know, at the start line, kind of yeah. my hammies. <laughs> yeah. But one of the things that I've really struggled with um, in terms of, you know, what my family says, I mean, even though you can't let it bother you, it's noise, it's mm -hmm. still hard to pretend like you don't hear it. Um, and especially other moms and a lot of times, um, sadly, Latina moms, although I feel like we're coming around, I really yeah. feel like we're coming around and we're supporting ourselves, uh, each other in a way that we never have before. And we're rising up like a rising tide lifts all boats. And I really feel oh, like yeah. coming together as a community and lifting each other up. Yeah. But back to them, this, this, the point was that, you know, wanting to do all these things, having big goals and having to put in the work when a man does that it's, you know, what a great provider. But when a woman does that, it's like, ah, está descuidando sus hijos. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> so, you know, sure. you hear the chatter. It's like, you know, I, I, I have missed some bedtimes. I have missed not reading him a story at night, every single night. I have missed, you know, some things because I've been focused, you know, or trying to balance when I was saying like, you can have it all, just not at the same time. That was like, yeah. you know, the topic of, you can have it all, not at the same time, not always at the same time and not always when you want it, but yeah. um, trying to, you know, be a present parent, uh, be there for the milestones, being there to help with homework, being there and just being present is not an easy task when you're also building mm -hmm. an empire, <laughs> a legacy, yeah. blazing a trail you know, leading the way, um, showing people what's possible, um, going after what you love and going after, over, uh, going, um, uh, for, well, I'm trying to do the other one, going yeah. for like what tugs at your heart. It's hard to do that and not be judged for this. <laughs> yeah. Which happens often, right. For, for me Many could probably relate. You know, elect as parents, not my mom would do that. She would say, but we drink Pilates. Pero para qué? Eso para qué? I mean, it was elected. It was like, I have to take it or else I'm not going to like move forward. And, yeah. you know, I kind of gave up explaining, but I could totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. It's a challenge. And it's, it's sometimes, you know, on certain days, hard to um, hear that, especially like maybe if you're, kid is going through a hard time or maybe you get the report card and it's not so great and then you start taking that you know um personally you start feeling like a failure as a mom but then I have to remember and have to remind myself when I was going to school honestly I don't even think my mom knew what grade I was in <laughs> oh my gosh why why do you say that she didn't speak English like my mom didn't speak English. I would have to, mm. you know, bring home all my papers to her and like read them to her and translate it in Spanish. She, you know, was just so like fish out of water over here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like yeah. she didn't, it's not like she was helping me with my homework. It's not like she was showing up to, you know, the parent teacher conferences. She didn't know like how to yes. even talk to the teacher. And I turned out okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Yeah. Your resilience. So, yeah. Yeah. So when she's like, ay, por favor, no descuides a tu hijo, I'm just like, mm, no me juzgues. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> she knew, I think at some point our parents realized, si la regué, like, damn, you mm -hmm. know? And, yeah. and at this point, it's like, yeah, yeah, ya que, le, ya we, que. We'll, <laughs> ya que, we'll kind of like figure it out. Yeah. You know, and we do, we do.
we will figure it out. And yeah, yeah. And, and we do. And I think that that's a really great um, example for her, for our kids. I think it's really important um, for my son to see me fail. Like what a beautiful gift failure is. What a beautiful gift it yeah. is for him to watch me fail and to get back up. Oh, yes. Right. So mm -hmm. if we don't go after things, I believe, um, and don't give ourselves the opportunity to fail in front of our kids, wildly courageously fail and fall straight on our nalgas, yeah. <laughs> you know, we don't give them the opportunity to see what you can put your mind to anything you want really looks like. It's just, yeah. Palabras. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what do you think are like giving an example of something that your son was able to see in you of you failing where it was like you bounced back up. <laughs> um, opening up the restaurant during the pandemic, I signed the lease a month before the pandemic. So February 1st, 2020, I was signing a lease on a space, opening up a restaurant, having no idea how the hell I was going to do it. Just one foot in front of the other. And then, you know, end of April, uh, I'm sorry, end of February, beginning of March, you kind of hearing this thing about this virus, corona mm -hmm. virus thing. That's like over there. That's like over there. Like that doesn't happen over here. That's over there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It seems like mm -hmm. not even like real. And then it starts getting real. And then, you know, they start talking about this, you know, three day, uh, you know, global shutdown or uh, to flatten the curve or two weeks or whatever it was cut to, you know, two years later of two weeks of flatten the curve. We're still, <laughs> we're still yeah. living through it. Yeah. And it was hard. It was really hard. I, uh, you know, it, I, I was, I don't want to say a, a one woman show because that would be really disrespecting my incredible steadfast team that was there to pull through with us when that it was the hardest of times. But there were days where, you know, the dining rooms flooded. Um, it's an old building. Um, mm. You know, the, the systems crashed. I mean, it was, it was a lot. People were stressed out. And there was, you know, days where people were super forgiving and patient. And there were days when they were not, you know, like there's nothing worse than a hangry person, like someone that's oh, yes. angry, right? Yes, for sure. <laughs> so I have, you know, sometimes just a room full of hangry people because, you know, stuff's not working. And, um, I would bring my son to work with me and he can actually like cook on the line. Um, don't tell like, um, you know, any, what are those, the lawyers at children's protective services, whatever, oh, yeah. have him work in the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> so he can like, he can host, he can serve. He knows how to like enter orders. He loves charging people and running their credit cards. Yeah. He knows how to like get on the line, make tacos. Like he knows how to do like all of that. And um, one day just, I completely unraveled and I went into the walk-in fridge and went in there and cried and he like followed me out there and he went in and he like gave me like a pep talk of things that mm. I have said before that he was saying back to me I was like oh my god he's listening he was like, yes. Mom, like you're onto something here he's like you're a success you're successful you're a rising tide you lift all boats mom you're gonna be great people love this you just have to get back out there and just go make it happen you've got like he was coaching me like that's in so the cute room. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. On the bench. it was adorable <laughs> yeah that's so cute he is listening he has been observing and listening yeah yeah. And so, you know, on the days where I felt guilty because I would 
you know, he would be on um, distant learning and then I would take him to the restaurant and he would be there for 10, 12 hours with me on some days. Like I would feel guilty of like, oh my gosh, like he's a kid. I need to let him be a kid. But I realized also like I'm building a leader. I'm building an entrepreneur. I'm building, a, you yeah. know, a, a person with a wildly broad skill set, whether he decides, whatever he decides to go into, I don't want to force, you know, him taking over a business that he has no interest in taking over, but whatever it is yeah. that he decides to do, just being able to um, deal with all kinds of people, um, hearing the both languages, I, I'm struggling teaching him the both languages. He understands everything, but he just doesn't want to talk kind of like me growing up. <laughs> now yeah. I Spanish is like on point. I'm so proud of it. I have like I speak it as much as I can and I love it. Like, I'm just so proud. Um, We're not there yet with him, but he's (laughs) learned so much from working with, you know, my kitchen staff and tending to the customers and customer service and just life skills that I feel will transfer over to whatever it is he decides to do. Yeah. Wow. That's so nice. Yes. Oh, that's so cute. He was like, wait, something's going on with my mom. Let me go see what's happening. Oh, he just like made a beeline out there and met me in the walk-in. I was just like a mess. (laughs) Yeah, no, it sounds like he definitely looks up to you. Right. And you are giving him tools. It's a gift that you're giving to him that he'll take forever. No one can take that away from him. And that's freaking like amazing. You know, yeah. like you said, starting off a business right before the pandemic, because it was, oh my God, crazy for sure. <laughs> no, no las esperábamos, obviously. And you push through, you yeah. push through. Look at that. That's so awesome. I think that's a great like story for the listeners to understand. Like, you know, because some people think that, oh, it's not the right time. Yeah. I mean, when is the right time? Never. It's yeah. like having a baby. Are you ever ready? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you have to like, you know, you've got a parent, even though you're not ready. Like, what do you do? Just yeah. you know, your baby comes into the world. And you're like, ah, I don't feel like doing this. Like, no, you got to finish what you started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and sometimes it's even more than 18. They still need guidance as young adults, right? Their first interview, their bank accounts their DMV. They're like, you know, if, if they want to rent, I mean, the cost of living is ridiculous right now, but I know most can't afford it. And it's okay to still live with your parents if you're 23, 24. But if you're still working on your goals, awesome. I told, him him apple problem. Huh? I told him at 18, I'm kicking him out. Oh, <laughs> I'm not. Don't. I'm not here. But I just want him to really feel like he needs to get it together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. And you know, I told my kids if they're 26, that's fine. 26. I said, because I know if you're doing your stuff. But after like 26, then at that point, you're almost close to 30. Okay, ahí entonces podemos tener, pero, but so far so good, you know, but I mean, I just go based on the scientific um, approach, the brain of young adult, I mean, adolescents don't stop maturing until like 26. So, you know, I don't want to follow the society rules. So that's why I told them 26, but you could never know. It could be before, yeah. <laughs> you know, as long as I sure. don't have like a 40 year old man child. Yeah. Yeah. No, we don't want, no, my gosh. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Let's hope not. But I think, you know, your, your son's on the right path. He's you've definitely given the skills. And sometimes I think as mothers, we sometimes without realizing it, we can doubt our own kids because of our anxiety, the fear of, ¿Qué tal si algo le pasa? so, you know, 
being cautious of like, wait a minute, am I imposing my anxiety on my child? Okay, who? Okay, let me kind of like reset myself, right? So yeah, as long as like we demonstrate. I think like exposing them or or uh, what's the word? Um, like seeing them through our filter. Like we, you know, we tend to be um, examining th- them through our own like filter of limitations. Yes, sin querer queriendo, como dicen. Yeah you yeah. know and yeah and so we have to be very very cautious of that because yeah when we want to succeed and we want to heal you know there's a lot of things that are not going to look pretty you yeah. know sometimes we're sometimes we can snap at them it's i mean i think as parents it's going to happen it's not like nunca debe de pasar porque somos seres humanos right and our kids are human beings so they have their own identity but but at some point then there's so beautiful parts last yeah. year cuz i grew up with like yelling like that's oh, just the way my I mom talked. <laughs> yeah, me too. My mom too. <laughs> my mom, my friends would be like, what is wrong with her? I'm like, oh, that's how she talks. Like nothing. That's, wrong. Yeah. that's how she talks. Um, and that's fine. <laughs> that's how she talks. She doesn't talk to me like that anymore. Now she's like, chill. It's funny how grandparents like. Cambian. Totalmente. Se cansan. Se cansan. Se cansan. So I told my son like, oh God, it's been probably like a year and a half. I promised him that I wouldn't yell anymore, that I wouldn't yell at him. And I told him why. And I also asked him to like, please don't provoke me. Like, please don't try to like get me to yell. Like that's not the game. But I yeah. felt like when I yell, the only thing I'm teaching him is how to yell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like I learned how to yell because someone yelled. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, so far so good. I've never, well, in the last year and a half, I have not yelled. And I get to the point where I'm like, I don't want to yell at you. Please don't. I'm like, I, I, I really know. don't want to start yelling at you. Like, let's not go there. And he's like, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you. Yeah. Because it's tough sometimes being a parent. One thing that helped me many years ago, I, I don't know where I saw this, but they were saying that in a home, that when us as parents, when we yell to our kids, if we can be in the same room, el mismo cuarto, cuatro paredes, en la sala, wherever. And if you find yourself yelling, yes, okay, you know, we yell if you're like, oh, a block away, then it's understandable what's needed. But you're, if we are in the same room and we have to yell or in the same home, that means that is an example of how disconnected mm-hmm. a relationship is starting to get. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God, I do not want to be like my mom. And so I was like, no, it took, it takes work, right? It takes work. And then it was like, I don't want to be yelling. And, and that, well, that totally made sense to me. And I was like, I don't want a disconnection because I had a disconnection with, you know, with my own mother. And I was like, no, no, yep. I cannot, you know, healing. Yeah. Generational traumas. Not, yeah. And it's not good for you. It's like your blood pressure goes up, but it's bad yes. for your liver. Like there's just all kinds of your, your central nervous system. Like the only Most thing definitely. that happens when you yell is you teach them how to yell and your health, you know, is compromised. Yeah. <laughs> and they're yes. too mental. Yeah. Health. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. So but see, in like the relationships, right. We work really hard at work. I mean, I'm sorry, I, in the home. Right. And then like in your situation, you have um, your business, you know, there, and, and other, other things that you mentioned you do have. So there's a lot of responsibility, right? So how do you take care of your mental health, like your self-care? 
Uh, I meditate. I drink a lot of water. <laughs> yeah, I drink it. Um, I love taking walks. Um, and I really work hard at not letting life get to me like it used to. Life used to really get to me. Um, but I've come to the realization, um, I don't know if you ever follow someone named Abraham Hicks. Um, oh, no. No, um, or Esther Hicks. Um, it's just so like metaphysical stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, 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 it's interesting. Um, but, and I just pick from it, like what I like and then filter oh, okay. out what I'm just like, oh, okay, that's kind of out there. But what I've realized is that life is always working out for me. Life is always working out for all of us. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not like, you know, I was just chosen or you were just chosen, like, you know what, you're special and I'm going to make life work out for you, but you not so much like, no, yeah. all of us, life is working yeah. out for all of us. And you can probably yeah. think about times where it felt like life was not working out for you, but it was only because ultimately life was working out for you. So mm -hmm. all of the things that like felt at that time when I was going through them, like the most horrible unjust whatever things that I was going through when I look back and I I realize whoa if that didn't happen I wouldn't have met this person or if that didn't yes. happen I wouldn't have learned this that led me to this or if that didn't happen I wouldn't have you know taken the risk because it led me to this place instead of that place like life is always working out for us and when yeah. you try to live in that space of life is working out for me even when life is working, is not working out for me. It's only because it's ultimately working out for me. It gives you a peace and a faith and a stillness and um, yeah, a belief that yeah. you can just live by. And also I said this before, like I'm almost 50 and not that that's like old, but no. what I went through, you know, and where I was at and what I thought life was about it, 25 30 and then what I've you know gone through to like get here it's like all that life experience um prepares you yeah yeah it does <laughs> ways that you wanted and not didn't want to be prepared yeah um, yeah so yeah I just uh I keep my circle really small um yes. not on purpose mm -hmm. I just um you know I have my my son I have my family um, I don't have a huge like social network. Um, I don't drink. I don't know if that helps anything. Yeah. But I decided that that wasn't that's serving good. Me. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't drink like, either. I don't think yeah. it serves me. Like I just realized, like, why don't I don't really need that? And also, like as I've gotten older, I just feel like, ah, oh, like I don't feel so great. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, I just try to stay healthy and that's good. Peaceful. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's so good. No, I admire that you don't drink. I don't drink either. I mean, yeah, at all. But yeah, at all. rare time, like throughout like one tequila shot a year or two, whatever. But other than no, I mean oh, I and used I to think, love my tequila. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, not it, like it, at an alcoholic level, but they say admitting it is the first step. But really, I don't really identify with that. Not that this yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I liked it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, sometimes I'm like, you know, so that's why whenever I say I don't drink at all, I'm like, wait a minute, let me correct myself. 
once or twice a year. I mean, I can count it with one hand, but either way, like I admire that from you because that is a beautiful example. Men, now in our society, you know, alcohol is like just the numbing. It's so accessible, right? And we get stuck on this. Well, people who, who drink a lot or don't realize they're alcoholics, they get stuck in a cycle. Um, but, you know, like you said, um, achieving uh, what I'm hearing you say is you're achieving great things, right? You take care of yourself for your self-care yeah. and it's, it's really nice because we need to make time. Yeah. And there's just, you know, I just, if it doesn't like serve me or make me better or, um, help me help others around me better or drive my life forward, like I kind of don't have a place for it. Yeah. And another thing that I've, uh, I don't even know how or why um, I just started living just um, minimally, like just without a lot of stuff for me, um, having a lot of stuff kind of just felt like chaos and just uh, disorganization just yeah. in, my, in my head and in my life. So um, I just started getting rid of like stuff. I don't yeah. really stuff. And I found myself like, if I need to like buy um, bins or things to like organize stuff, then like, I have too much stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they're in a bin and then never seen or taken out for like yeah. a year or two or whatever. Yeah. So pack light. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Need much. We really don't need that much. I would rather just have experiences and be with people that I love, um, enjoy beautiful places and not have stuff yeah yeah that's so good I'm glad you say that because you know I, I don't know for females I know men can be the same but for females we like oh I'm gonna go shopping you know I'm gonna go shopping I'm stressed shopping is my therapy it's like no you don't want to perceive it like that because it's actually not healthy right and you know but being mindful but I'm glad you do all of those things for your self-care because you know let's say we don't right let's say if we're like oh I drink but I'm trying to manage a business and I have people's lives and families under my care. I mean, that's how I see it as an entrepreneur as well. It's like, ooh, we got to borracha, no borracha, pero like cruda and then not focus. Yeah. yeah. Imagine that. Yeah, that's actually, um, so I finally hired a, a GM um, a few weeks ago. And okay. And we talking to her about leadership. Um, she's awesome. She's she's a beast. Um, Latina, she lives in Montevideo, nice. uh, Pocha. She's just like amazing, um, smart. It's nice. Um, so grateful for her. But we were just talking about like leadership and being somebody who people um, trust and will follow. Like if you're not living your life a certain way, um, you know, if you're not, if your word is not your bond, if what you say isn't gold, if you um, say things, but don't follow through, like who's going to follow you? So, mm -hmm. you know, that's, kind of want something, a, a point that I touched on in the beginning, like the only way to lead people or to have anyone follow you um, is to lead yourself first. Like, I really believe that that's what true leadership is, is yes. being able to lead yourself first and then being the ultimate servant. Yeah. That's what a leader is. <laughs> that's you are nice. serving people. Um, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. How we live, um, you know, says a lot so it does it does yeah 
by any means, but yeah, no, yeah, no, way. but you have, you have this wisdom you're sharing because of, you know, of, of how you see and you know, your perspective of life, right? Only because you that's the purpose of these episodes to bring in Chingona guest speakers to be able to share their heart and their wisdom and their knowledge. Um, and yeah, it's also right for those who are listening and they want to create big things, um, by you just being a mother and having a child, that's a big deal. That's already a big thing, like as to start and then business adding other big things like, you know, so if, if for those listeners who are, are hearing this topic, it's like, you know, you want to start off with yourself, right. To be able to, um, create big things with you and your kids, your family, and also not neglecting, don't lose your identity, Mm -hmm. right? That's important. So um, what are some three um, takeaways that you can share for the listeners today? Um, Well, to be a great leader (laughs) um, and to have anybody follow you. um, And ultimately, if you are looking to build um, a business, you're looking to build a team, um, you have to lead yourself first like in all aspects, um, from the way you live to following through to, um, you know, being your word, um, committing, um, having integrity, um, doing what you say you're going to do, um, is huge. Um, because that's not just your reputation, that's really your character and to have people, um, follow or be, you know, lead anyone, you do have to have integrity and, have character. (laughs) Um, The second tip I would say is to start where you're at. Um, Start where you're at with what you've got. Don't focus on what you um, won't do or what you can't do. Sorry about that. Only focus on um, what you can do and what you will do. And it's really like one foot in front of the other. Um, I would say an overnight success takes about 10 years. (laughs) There's no such thing is an overnight success. Um, it's, you know, years of work. And I, and I don't want to say years of hard work. Cause when I hear that, like, you got to work hard. Like it just sounds like, Ugh, like I know not yeah. something that I want to do. So it's, um, years of fun work, years of doing the work, years of learning, years of growing, years of stretching and expanding, um, and earning it years of becoming, um, what you need to be, who you need to be to, to receive whatever it is that you say you you want. Um, And that takes years of, you know, development, personal development, professional development, mental development, emotional development, uh, you know, spiritual, physical, all of that. Um, And then the third uh, tip, um, because I'm specifically talking about being a a mompreneur um, and having it all, um, maybe not always all at the same time or when you want it. Um, but for me, it's just been so important in my leadership. And as I lead my son to show him by showing him, not by telling him, not by talking about it, not by, um, you know, using other people's examples, but like being that, um, by showing him and by, um, failing wildly courageously and beautifully and fiercely, um, because I think that those are the most important lessons, not only for ourselves, um, but for our kids and for people that we want to help and inspire. Success leaves clues. Um, so that's that's part of it is being willing, being willing to 
look dumb, being willing to fall down, being willing to say I was wrong, <laughs> being willing to you know learn something the hard way. Um, the only way to really fully learn is um, sometimes the hard way. Sometimes you know, sometimes you got to lose some money. Sometimes you got to lose some faith. Sometimes you got to lose some face. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, and get back up and get back out there. I just watched yeah. a a UFC fight for the first time. I was like not into UFC like at all. This <laughs> Alexa uh, Grasso from Guadalajara. I've never watched oh. in my life. Like I, I don't know how the heck it's I got so into rough. It. Yeah, so rough. Like so not me, not my speed. I was invited to watch something, and I was just like, I'll just go and you know eat and talk. Like <laughs> I didn't expect yeah. to get into like this thing, but I was so inspired by this girl, the underdog who has like trained her whole life. And the funny thing is that she's so sweet and soft and, um, impressive. Um, yeah. but you know, just, uh, what she, the years of training that she took to get there and to get in the ring, I'm sure she was, she wasn't scared. She was prepared. So preparing for mm. success. Yeah. Um, I love that for success. you got to prepare for it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. It preparing and and having that adrenaline of like, voy a salir adelante, no sé cómo lo voy a hacer, but like you said, one step at a time mm -hmm. and you'll get there. Yep. You'll get there. And it's not a straight line. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. No vas a ir como directamente al éxito. You're going to have ir. to yeah. two back, two steps forward. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Yeah, because that's, yeah, because at the same time, you know, like you said earlier, you meet new people, you know, they, they impact, right, our lives in different ways. Um, but that is especially our kids, right? But, and our mothers, I think that even if they were like, damn, just so negative at times and toxic, like we say nowadays, they gave us something. They she, gave us something. She says it all the time. She's like, wow, Claire, that's how she says my name, Claire. Oh. She's like, no puedo creer que eres mi hija. Y yo le digo, wow. yo tampoco. Yeah. Yeah. She's like a cabrona. Oh, sorry. Yeah. It, it's interesting, right? I love the fact that she's like, no lo puedo creer. She admires what you've done. That's yeah. awesome. And you know what? She, she, she barely, she's starting to say it now. Everyone else would be like, oh my gosh, your mom's so proud of you. And I'm like, really? I know. You're ever going to tell me that, but she's starting to, she's like 80 something. She's coming around. Oh, <laughs> I know. You know, our moms have this like generational, like trauma, right? Their trauma. Like we were able to see it, <laughs> feel it. And it was like hardcore, but I guess we are also like teachers for them. Totally. As they get and older. One thing that like our kids are for us, right? Like yeah. my son, he's my guru. Um, one <laughs> of the things that I've um, just really come to understand and embrace, first of all, she was like the third of 11 kids and she doesn't have more than a third grade education. Like That's, she grew up on differential yeah. and there, you know, no one was making them go to school. No one was making them do anything. She's also one of the most street smart and like astuta personas <laughs> that I've yeah. ever met in my life, interestingly. Um, but one of the things that I had to realize was like really having compassion for the environment that must have created that human being. Mm -hmm. You know, like what environment how like would one have to be in to create that human being? Um yeah. 
so yeah, I just, it's such a different experience. Um, she yeah. came here for the American dream. Her American dream looks a lot different than my American dream. But I mm -hmm. think that's also because I'm Pocha. <laughs> yeah, there you and go. Culturally, we are different, not just generationally, but culturally. Like I am culturally different than my mom. Yeah. Can you imagine like yeah. just having that cultural and generational um, difference? So yeah, where she grew up and, you know, she came here so that she could live the American dream and mine looks a lot different than yeah. hers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Definitely. And I think that's why it's sometimes hard for them to understand because they would throw in that, no, pues yo cuando estaba chica, yo empecé a trabajar a los, and then they say the age and they kind of yeah. expecting for us to somewhat be like that. But I was working with different. my mom at 10 years old, cleaning houses. Um, yeah. I've got sick work ethic and not afraid to get my hands dirty because of my yeah. mom. Like, I love that. I love what she gave me. Um, but I am also, I'm like, mom, no es Sonora, 1942. Estamos yeah. en el siglo 21. Yeah. <laughs> en los like, she's like, <gasps> she's like, ah, pues sí, verdad? <laughs> yeah, I can totally relate to you. My mom was one of the one, the second oldest of 12. So yeah, for her to be the, because the first one was a male and then the female, mm -hmm. she carried a lot of responsibility taking care of her siblings. So definitely it's, um, you know, we learn from them the things come okay. No, I'm not taking it. I'm not going to take this, but I'll keep this, yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. from them. Yeah. But thank you, Claire, so much for your time. Gracias. It was so nice meeting you. You're welcome back anytime. Thank um, you. Cuídate. Te deseamos todo lo mejor. Y gracias por representar a nuestra cultura. Muchas gracias. Es un yeah. honor estar aquí contigo. And I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> yes, me too. <laughs> thank you so much. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Gracias por escuchar. Thank you so much for tuning in the Chicana and Latina Moms podcast. You can find me on Instagram at Chicana underscore Latina Moms podcast. And also, don't forget to leave a review. Gracias. Hey, my Chicana and Latina sisters, please do not forget to leave a review and give me your feedback. I would really appreciate it. This also helps other new listeners know what we're about. Gracias.